Yes, let's get started. We are in a sermon series called Breaking Free, and really what we've been talking about during this series is kind of based off of something that maybe you've all heard before, something called the seven deadly sins. And, you know, you hear that and you're like, well, what exactly is that? Where did it come from? Well, you have to really actually go back to the fourth century. In the fourth century, there was a, a monk by the name of Evagoras Ponticus. And he was in his uh, monastery, and he saw several of his companions that were dealing with what is known as the seven deadly sins. And so he kind of wrote these things down as this a point to say, hey, here's kind of what we're dealing with. Here's what's going on. And so he writes all of these things down. And other than a little bit of wordsmithing, it's kind of standing today as the seven deadly sins. And so what are they? That's pride, greed, envy, wrath, lust, gluttony, and laziness. And so all of these make up what is called the seven deadly sins. And so what we've been doing is we've been going through each one of these and learning how to break free. Like, how, do, how can I break free from this thing in my life? And so today... I want to talk to you about laziness. Come on, somebody. Amen. Anybody feeling lazy today? I want to talk to you about laziness today. And, and really, when you think about laziness, this is kind of one of them where you look at it and you're like, well, I mean, what? Like laziness? How can that affect me? Like, I understand that pride goes before the fall. I understand anger. You know, that leads to violence and lust is really destroys from the outside in. I, I get that envy ultimately is what put Jesus on the cross and gluttony can lead to premature death. But man, what is up with laziness? Like, has anybody ever died from taking it easy? Like, my brother took too many naps in his life. And so, so what is laziness? What, what is it about that? And here's the thing. When it comes to laziness, I want to show you today that is a lot more serious than what you may think. And I also want to show you that it's a lot different than what you may think laziness is. So let us pray. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here today, to be in your house. And so God, right now, we just open our hearts to you. And Lord, we just ask that you would speak into our hearts, speak into our lives. Help us to hear from you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Let me ask you a question. When you think about laziness, oftentimes you look in the Bible, you hear that word lazy, but it actually refers to it as sloth. So if you look at sloth in the Bible, same thing as laziness. But what exactly is laziness? I got a couple pictures here. Let's shoot up that first picture, if you will. Come on, how many of you know that's a little bit lazy right there. Can anybody in the house identify with that? Anybody in the house? Come on. Can any ladies in the house identify with your man looking like that right now? I see a lot of heads shaking in the house today. What about online? Yes, you identifying with it as well. That's a little bit lazy right there. Here's another picture I've got for you. Check this out. How many of you feel sorry for that poor guy right there? Anybody feel sorry for him mowing the grass? Guess what the guy's doing that took the picture? He's sitting down in a chair, relaxing, taking it easy while this guy does all the hard work. Now, you may look at that and feel like, well, the guy sitting down taking the picture is lazy. I look at it a little bit different. I look at it as if the guy taking the picture just does not want to steal that guy's blessing. Amen. Come on, somebody. He don't, he don't want to steal his blessing, so he's going to let him do it. 
you know, uh, right before it got really hot, Misty was in our flower bed, and man, she's pulling weeds, she's pulling uh, roots and everything, and I'm just sitting on the front porch, and I'm like taking pictures, and she looks at me, and she's like, are you really not going to help me? And I'm like, baby, the Lord ain't called me to that. I don't want to steal your blessing. You have it. So anyway, turn to somebody and say, I'm not going to steal your blessing. But what is laziness? Really, when you think about it, what is laziness? Like, what does it mean to be lazy? Well, laziness really is just the lack of discipline. It's the lack of discipline in any area in your life. That's really what laziness is, that lack of discipline. And so let me ask you a question. How many of you in here could be honest, those of you online, how many of you would say you're a lazy person? Anybody in the house, anybody online, maybe a couple of you. But the vast majority of people feel like, man, I'm not lazy. Like, I've got discipline. I see things through. Come on, anybody see things through? Let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever made New Year's resolutions before? Anybody ever made New Year's resolutions before? New Year, New You, boo. Amen. You're going all in. You're going to give it all you got. It's brand new. You start off the year right. Statistics say that 40% of Americans make New Year's resolutions. Now, you may say, well, that's not really a lot of people. It actually is because the, the, the population in America is close to 4 million people. So 40% of that, they make New Year's resolutions. But how many of you know what January 12th is? January 12th is considered National Quitter's Day. Come on, somebody. January, you're like, you made it 12 days into the year, baby. Amen. National Quitter's Day, because that day is statistically the day that everybody says, I'm stopping this resolution, I'm not going to do it anymore. And so here's the thing, I don't know where some of you have been on that journey before, I, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe you've started and maybe you've stopped, maybe January 12th is true for you, but here's what I do know, is that only 8% of people in America keep their resolutions. So that means that 92% of people stop. Why? Lack of discipline? Maybe a little lazy? But again, that's something we don't like to talk about because we don't think we're lazy because we're busy. Like, I'm busy. I got a lot of stuff going on. I, 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 you know, I got a job. I've got kids. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm doing this. I'm, doing, I just, I'm, I'm just busy. But what I want to show you is that just because you're busy doesn't mean you're not lazy. You know, the Bible actually speaks to this idea where you could be doing a whole lot of things, you can be involved in a whole lot of stuff, but you're not progressing. There's nothing productive about your life. Have you ever heard the term crazy busy? Like you go talk to somebody and like, hey man, how's things going? How's your life? Oh, we're just busy. We're just busy. Got a lot of stuff going. Like I'm crazy busy. I've got all this stuff happening. But what I'm talking about it's not crazy busy, it's actually lazy busy. Lazy busy, what is that? That is the place you get to where you've got a lot of motion, you've created a whole lot of energy, you're doing a whole lot of stuff, but there's no productivity in your life at all. It's like lazy busy. You're just involved in a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and you got this going on and that going on, and at the end of the day, 
you haven't really accomplished anything that lazy, busy. There's some people that have a work-to-be-lazy mentality. Come on, you know anybody like that? Don't point at them. Just kind of lean in and say, you know, amen, you know. Got a lazy mentality, that work-to-be-lazy mentality. What is that? That's the people that you get up on Monday morning, you go to work, you drudge it out all week long because the only thing on your mind is what? The weekend. It's like I'm just living for the weekend because when the weekend gets here, what am I going to do? I'm going to kick back. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to do what I want to do. Now, let me just interject this. There's nothing wrong with taking it easy. Nothing wrong with taking vacation, taking some time off. The Bible speaks to that. But if you go to work on Monday and you dread it all week long and the only thing on your mind is to just kick back and take it easy, guess what you've done? You've missed the opportunities that God has for you during the week. You've missed those opportunities. You've missed the thing that God wants to speak and do in your life. The Bible says this is the day. The Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. But if you're just focused on getting to the end of the week and focus on taking it easy and focus on kicking your feet up. And listen, you're doing this every single week. Then that's a work to be lazy mentality. And it's interesting because when you open up the book of Proverbs and You look at Proverbs, Proverbs actually talks about different characters. And one of the characters that it talks about is it refers to something called a sluggard. What is a sluggard? A sluggard is a lazy person. And it actually talks about this about a dozen times or so in Proverbs. And so let's look at just a few verses in Proverbs to see how it kind of dissects this for us. Proverbs 26, verse 13 through 15. It says, The lazy person claims... There is a lion on the road. Yes, I'm sure there's a lion out there. Now, now pause just for a minute because what, what does that mean? What's he talking about? Well, you have to understand that this is a riddle. And what he's saying here is that a lazy person is constantly making excuses. Well, I'm not going to go here. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to get involved in that. I'm not going to serve. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to do any of this. Why? Well, there's a lion in the road. Really, man? I just come from out. No, no, no. I'm sure there's a lion out there. And so there's just this, this constant life of making excuses. Let me ask you a pointed question today. What's your excuse? Are you making excuses in certain areas of your life? Maybe it's Applying to your work, maybe is applying to the purpose that God has called you to. And you say, well, I'm just not passionate about my job. They don't pay me enough. I don't have enough vacation time. And, you know, I would do that. I would serve. But, I, you know, I believe I'm made for, for something else. What is your excuse? Verse 14, watch what it says. It says, as a door swings back and forth on its hinges, so the lazy person turns over in the bed. Again, remember, this is a riddle, and think about a hinge on the door. What does a hinge do? It moves a lot, but goes nowhere. So there's a whole lot of movement, but it doesn't really do anything. And so you get this picture of a lazy person that's just kind of turning over in their bed again and again and again. And what are they doing? This is Alan's translation, hitting the snooze button. Come on, any snooze button people in the house watching online and you're proud of it in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's like you're just turning over snooze, over snooze. Get out of the bed. 
So that's what it's talking about. Watch what verse 15 says. Lazy people take food in their hand, but they don't even lift it to their mouth. What is that talking about? It's talking about a lazy person never finishes what they start. They never finish what they start. And so it's like there's this mentality of starting things, but not finishing things. And so what is that? That's job to job. That's ambition to ambition, diet to diet, gym membership to gym membership. Oh, I found a thing. Oh, it's not the thing. I found a thing. It's not the thing. Have you ever met somebody before and, and, and they're excited about their job and it's like, man, tell me what's going Man, I've got the best job ever. It's amazing. Great hours. Great pay. And then you see this person a couple months later and you're like, hey, man, tell me about that good job. Oh, man, it stinks. I quit. Ain't, ain't much of that job. And I knew it wasn't going to work out. You see him a little later, it's like, man, I got the best job ever. I got the best supervisor ever. And then you see him a couple months later, hey, man, tell me about that job. Oh, man, it stinks. I got laid off. And so what is that? It's just like there's always something. It's like going from thing to thing to thing. And the question I got for you guys is why? Like, why is that? Why would anybody want to be lazy? I mean, it's like nobody wakes up one day and says, you know what? I'm just going to be lazy the rest of my life. Nobody does that. But again, remember what we said last week. The reason why there are certain actions that come out of our lives is because behind every self-defeating behavior is a self-deceiving lie. So that because I'm believing a lie, because I'm believing this, it's causing me to act like this. And so let's talk about that a little bit today. Let's talk a little bit about the cause of laziness. What are some of the lies that we believe and because we believe it causes laziness? But then I want to talk a little bit about the cost of laziness. Like what, is it, what does it cost you? Because it's going to cost you something. And then finally we're going to land on the cure of laziness. We're going to put some truth into it and break free in our life. So you guys ready? Let's look at the cause of laziness. Here's number one, what I believe is the first and foremost of laziness. Number one is comfort. Comfort. Somebody is laughing in the house right there. Comfort. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 25 and 26. The craving of a sluggard. What's a sluggard? The lazy person will be the death of him because his hands refuse to work. All day long he craves for more, but the righteous give without sparing. So what is it that a lazy person craves? They crave comfort. Like always wanting to be comfortable, not willing to step out of the box, not willing to be stretched, not willing to step into something new. Not with, Why? Because I want it to be comfortable. I like my life comfortable. And so there's this worship of comfort which produces laziness. There's this attitude that says, I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do. You ever heard that before? Like, I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do. No, that's, no there's a line out there. No, I'm not doing that. No, there's something over here. I'm not doing that. And so, listen, when you buy into that lie, you're believing something that says, if it's not easy, I don't have to do it. As long as it doesn't require any sweat equity on my part. As long as it doesn't stretch me. 
then I don't feel like I have to do it. And listen, the enemy of your soul will convince you of that. And if you buy into that lie, you will never produce anything great with your life. And personally, I think it is the ultimate goal of the enemy to keep you in a place where you're doing nothing great for the kingdom of God. You're not living your purpose. So when it comes to the cause, the first lie I think we buy into is that lie of comfort. Listen, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable. Nothing wrong with having air conditioning and nice seats and all that. But if your whole life is about comfort and you're not willing to step out, maybe God's calling you to something great, but because it might stretch you a little bit, can I tell you something? You've bought into that lie if your whole life is about comfort. Here's the second thing that causes laziness, that second lie we buy into, indecision. Indecision. Like never being able to make a decision. Whether it's right or wrong, indecision. James chapter 1 verse 8 says a double-minded man is unstable in all that he does. So it's coming to that place in your life where it's like, man, I know I need to make a decision. I know I need to take a step. I know I need to go in that direction. But eh, you know what? I think the decision to make it is on. I'm, I'm just not going to make it. And buying into that leads to laziness. Here's the third cause of laziness. Imperfect conditions. Imperfect conditions. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4 says, Those who wait for perfect weather will what? Never plant seeds. Those who look at every cloud will what? Never harvest crops. So it's kind of having that attitude that everything has to line up. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Everything has to come together. Everything has to be right in order for me to take that step. Guess what? You're never going to take the step. Because conditions are not always going to be perfect. And then here's the fourth lie that we buy into. This fourth thing that causes laziness in our hearts, in our lives. Probably, probably one of the main ones is fear. It's fear. Why? Because fear makes me put things off. Fear will cause me to look at the conditions and say, you know what? Things are not lining up. I'm, really, you know, I'm kind of scared. I don't know what that's going to look like, so I'm not going there. I'm not, you know, I don't know what this decision is going to look like, so I'm not going to make the decision. Ah, you know what? This might cost me something. This is going to hurt a little bit, so I'm just going to stay in comfort. Fear makes me put things off. But how many of you know, as God's people, we are not called to live in fear? Psalms chapter 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is the light of my salvation. And because of that, what does it say? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. And because he's my stronghold, my protector, my provider, whom shall I be afraid of? 2 Timothy chapter 1, 7 is not in your notes. But it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So again, as God's people, we're not called to live in constant worry. We're not called to live in fear. We're called to live in faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. The Bible says that we are to live by faith and not by sight. It's impossible to please God without faith. We're called to live in faith, not in fear. So let me ask you something. How many of you are putting off something right now in your life because of fear? Now, I know I should go there. I know I should do that. I know I should be 
Dad, I, I know I should go to the dentist. Come on, somebody. I know I should go get my checkup. Come on, man. Where you at? Holla at me. Come on, tell the truth, shame the devil. Amen. I know I should do all this, but I, I know I should share my faith. I know I should pray for my co-workers, but uh, I'm just a little afraid right now. And when you buy into that lie of fear, it causes you to put things off in your life. And it leads to laziness. So comfort, indecision, imperfect conditions, fear. All of these things are really lies that the enemy puts in our life. But here's what you also need to know. Is that laziness will cost you something. It's going to cost you something. So let's look at the cost of laziness, if you will. What is it going to cost me? I think it's going to cost you really a lot. But just two main things I want to focus on today. The first thing it costs you is progress. Progress. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 4. Those too lazy to plow in right season will have no food at harvest. Laziness costs you progress. You won't go anywhere. You won't do anything. You won't have anything to show for your work. It's kind of like a door hinge. It's like lazy, busy, lots of motion, lots of stuff, but nothing to show for it. Let me help you today. You cannot have tremendous output without the input of hard work and discipline. Come on, can I get an amen right now? Where's my old timers? Come on. You got to work for what you want. Where are you getting that from? The Bible says a man who don't work, don't eat. Amen? I tell my kids all the time, they talk about let's stop by McDonald's. I'm like, what you done today, brother? Amen? You done anything productive. If not, there ain't no chicken nuggets in your future today. Amen. So that's the way it is. But man, don't work. I don't do that. Don't be calling nobody on me. Amen. So anyway, it stops the progress in your life. God's called you to move forward. He's called you to go into the dark and dispel it with the light of Christ in you. But if you buy into these lies, it costs you to where you don't move. You just sit still. Here's the second thing, and I think probably one of the most important things that laziness cost us, and that's purpose. Purpose. We talked a little bit about this last week. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, We are God's what? Masterpiece. We are God's work of art in the Greek is what that means. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Why has he done that? What is, what is the expectation so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago? So think about this for a second. If you will, there is a God in heaven who is an artist. He is a creator and he has created you. Look at the person beside you. Can you imagine that nose on your face? Come on, just look at him. Can you imagine those ears on the side of your head? Come on, somebody. Can you imagine that hair on your head or the lack thereof? Amen. Can you imagine that? You are God's work of art. You're his masterpiece. He created you to be who you are. He gave you the talents, the gifting, the ability. He did all of that. Why? It wasn't just so you could just wander around aimlessly. He did that so that you could do the good works he prepared in advance for you to do. What does that mean? That means there's purpose attached to your life. 
You understand that God didn't come 2,000 years ago just to condemn the world. He came 2,000 years ago to set in motion a rescue plan. And you and I are part of the rescue plan. There's something God has called you to do that only you can do. There are people that only you can reach. There's places that only you can go. There's dark environments that only you can light up. But when you just sit back and buy into the lies, it costs you your purpose. I just want to be comfortable. I just want to do what I want to do. Do you understand that that is totally against what Jesus calls us to? Jesus calls us into discomfort. Let me prove it to you. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Watch what Jesus says. It says, He said unto them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must do something. What do they have to do? Deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Turn to somebody and say, You got to get out of you, boo. Amen. You got to get out of you. You got to deny yourself. The cost of laziness, hear me guys, is a wasted life. It's a wasted life. So again, we talked about the cost. The cost is huge. We get that. We talked about the, the cause, these lies that the enemy brings in, these lies that culture brings in. So, so what do we need to do? We need to combat the lies with what? The truth. Because what does the truth do? The truth sets you free. And so what is the cure of all of this? Let's look at the cure. Let me give you four things real quick today. Here's the cure. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. I just want to be comfortable. Like, I just want to be comfortable. Stop making excuses. Mister, will tell me, say, hey, them dishes need to be washed. I'm like, yeah, girl, go on up there and get them. Amen. Stop making excuses because she likes to pull scripture on me. The Bible says that God's going to wipe it out like a man wipeth a dish. Come on, that means men wash dishes. Come on, somebody. Amen in Jesus' name. So she'll pull that out on me. Stop making excuses. Luke chapter 14, verse 16 and 18. This is the parable of the great feast. And Jesus is telling this parable. He said, a man... Prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. And when the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to all the guests. Hey, come on, tell them the banquet's ready. Everything, man, the pig is ready, the steaks are ready, the ham is ready. Like, come on, get it. But they all begin to what? Make excuses. There's a line in the road. No, it ain't, man. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Like somewhere there's a line in the road, so I'm... I'm going to sit right here. You understand the number one excuse that we have here in America is when things settle down. When things settle down. Man, when I get to that place in my job, I'm going to settle down. When I get to that, that, that place in my bank account, then I can settle down. When my kids get out of school, when my kids graduate college, when, when, when I retire, this, that, man, when things settle down. Let me help you with something. Things will never settle down. Why? Because every stage in life has its own chaos. So stop making excuses. Here's the second thing you got to be willing to do. Make the decision. Like, don't let indecision be a part of it. Make the decision. Number two, start today. Start today. 
Like not next year, not next month, not next week, not tomorrow. Start today. Make that decision. I'm going all in today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 1. What does it say? Do not boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day may bring forth. You ever heard this statement? Well, one of these days. One of these days. Some of these days. You ever heard that before? You ever heard, I'm fixing to? Granddaddy, I'm fixing to get out of this chair. I'm fixing to go into the garden. I'm fixing to do this. Some of these days, listen, is none of these days. Someday is now. Let me give you three words that will change your life today, okay? You ready for this? This is not in your notes, so I want you to write this down. Three words that will change your life. You ready for them? Here's your three words. Do it now. Come on, somebody. Do it now. Like, start Today, and every time you catch yourself saying, well, I'll do it later, let that be a red flag that pops up. Benjamin Franklin says, never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Do it now. Can I ask you something? What is piling up in your life right now because you're not willing to start? What is it? What is it that you keep putting off? What is it that you keep... Just making excuses for what, what is that? Listen, sit down and make you a to-do list. Like write it down, make a to-do list. What, what, what does God want out of me? What does he expect out of me? What is one thing I can do right now to start moving toward God? Put a star by it and start today. You know, NASA says that the one thing that they put most of their energy in, most of their money in, is something that only lasts a few minutes. You know what it is? The launch. It's the launch. They put all of the time and the energy and most of the resources in something that only lasts a few minutes because they know that the launch is the most critical thing out of the whole mission. If you can't start, you can't get anywhere. So do it now. Start Today, here's the third point of truth that we're going to combat with the lie. And that is schedule a plan of action. Schedule a plan of action. Don't just wait for the perfect conditions. Don't wait for everything to line up. Schedule a plan of action. Why? Proverbs chapter 13 verse 16 says a wise man does something. A wise man does what? Plans ahead. A fool doesn't and even brags about it. You ever heard the statement, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail? Like designate specific time slots. Put something on your calendar. Put something in your time. And you're like, well, I don't really have time to do that. Can I tell you something? You bought into another lie. Why? Because every single person on the planet has all been given the same allotted amount of time in a day. You know what that is? 1,440 minutes. Turn to somebody and say 1,440. 1440, we've all been given 1440 minutes a day. And listen, God has given us all the time we need to do everything he's called us to do. We've got to be willing to start. We've got to be willing to put it on a schedule. Listen, you want that spark to get back in your marriage? Schedule a date night. And all the ladies said, come on. I felt that in my soul, man. You want that spark back? Schedule a date night. Like Angus born in Jesus' name. Like go all out. Amen. Come on, Harold. Talk to me, baby. 
That's what I'm saying. Harold said, carried his woman to Angus. Amen. Some of you ladies look at your man and tell me, Harold did it. Why can't you? Amen. So there. Yeah. If you want some spark, schedule some time in there to spend with your family. Schedule some time to spend with your spouse. If you want to finish a project in your home, schedule it. And listen, you got to write it down because if you don't write it down, it will get crowded out by everything else in life. Someone asked me the other day, what do you spend most of your time during the week doing? Hands down, one of the things I spend most of my time on is sermon prep. It's sermon prep. I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I'm seeking God. I'm meeting with the other pastors. We're all collaborating. We're coming together, and I'm getting it in my heart. Why? So that I don't get up here on Sunday morning talking about what y'all won't talk about. Amen? So that's where most of my time is spent. Now, what does that mean? That means there's a lot of things I can't do. Yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, I want to do that. But there's some times that I'm like, you know what? I can't do that because it's on my schedule. It's blocked out a lot of time to say, God, I'm in your presence. I'm in your word. So you've got to determine what your priorities are and plan for them. Why? Because the Bible says a wise man plans ahead. Let me say this. I am living a dumb life if I just go with the flow and coast through life. You know why? Because you only coast in one direction. Downhill. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. Be careful how you live, not as what? Unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. You got a big task in front of you? Is it overwhelming? Does it just feel like, man, there's no way I could do this? I can't accomplish that? The journey of a thousand miles begins with what? One step. Schedule it. Set a deadline. Even if it's a few minutes a day, put it on the schedule. Stop making excuses. Get started. Schedule a plan. Here's the fourth truth that we got to combat with the lie. And the fourth truth that we're combating against that lie we believe. And that is you got to be willing to face your fears. Face your fears. And you say, well, Pastor, hold on. I mean, I, I get that. That sounds good. But, but man, that's easier said than done. And I hear you, but hear what I'm going to say to you. The root of avoidance is fear. You'll always avoid something because of fear. You have to be willing to deal with fear. And listen, fear is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of humanity. Mark Twain said this, Courage is not the absence of fear. It's moving ahead in spite of your fears. So the only way you're going to deal with it is face it. But here's the promise you've got in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. I can do all things through who? Christ who strengthens me. Jesus Christ will give you the power that you need to accomplish the things you need to accomplish in life. So stop worrying and get in the game. Some of you are on the sidelines of life, watching it pass you by, waving your pom-poms, cheering everybody else on. But this is a wake-up call to say, drop your pom-poms, put on your jersey, and get in the game. Because if you get in the game, there's going to be a power that comes that you don't realize or understand. And that is the power of Christ operating in your life. Turn to somebody and say, get in the game. No one said the Christian life would be easy. It's not easy. 
But here's what I do know is that living a life outside of Christ is a life that is based in a lie. And pain will always be a part of your life. And you'll always be trying to pick up the pieces. But living a life in Christ is based in the truth. A truth that will always promise and always deliver. Now let me just say this. Are you going to hit quitting points? Absolutely. You will. Absolutely. You're going to hit a lot of those. You're going to hit a lot of those in life. There's a lot of times in life where you're going to want to quit. You're going to want to back away. You're going to want to throw in the towel. You're going to want to give up. But it is in those moments that you have to understand whose you are. God's got you. Life's not easy. Man, what, what, what did we do at the beginning of service? We said, hey, time out. Let's, let's take a break. Why? Because the world is in chaos right now. Families are turned upside down. There are people that, that want to give up. They want to throw in the towel. But you have to make up your mind that in this season I'm at right now, And God, what you've called me to do and what I know in my heart to be true, no matter how hard it gets, quitting, it's not an option. I'm going to move forward with you and you're going to give me power that I didn't realize that I had. Let me land the plane today. Let me ask you a couple personal questions. I want you to search your life just for a moment. I just want you to kind of take an inventory. Look at where you are. Look at what's going on in your life. And let me ask you this. Those watching online, let me ask you. What in your life do you want to change right now? Like when you look at your life, when you do that inventory... When you're surveying everything that's happening right now, you've you've, you've considered the cause, you've considered the cost, you've considered the cure, and you're looking at your life. What in your life do you want to change? What are you putting off right now because of comfort, indecision, imperfect conditions, or fear? What does that look like? You know the number one thing that people put off in their life? You know what that is? I'll get right with God later. That's number one. I'll get right with God later. I'll give God my life later. I'll I'll, I'll start serving Him later. Why not today? Why not today? I'll get baptized later. I'll go public with my faith later. Why not today? September the 26th. All you got to do is register. We'll give you a call. We'll talk you through that. I got to be honest. Some of y'all, I'm going to just hold in a little bit longer because you got a lot of sin on you. Amen. Just playing. Figured I'd throw that in there. I want to get baptized. Eh, Why not? Why not? September the 26th. 
man, I, I want some more information about the church. I want to know how to serve. I want to know how to get on the worship team. I, I you know, how, man, I believe in the mission and vision here. I, I just, man, how do I, how do I become a part? September the twelfth, ownership class. Sign up. Why not today? Man, Pastor, my wife and I, we're struggling. We're on the struggle bus right now. We need some counseling. Why not sign up for that? Just put it on the back of your card. Got a personal request. Has the pastor to reach out to me. That's all you got to do. Well, pastor, I would serve. Yeah, yeah. I would get involved in kids. I would get involved in the in the nursery. I would get involved in the parking lot. I would get involved in media. And eh, why not today? Back of that connect card, just check it. Pastor, I want to serve. Let me know where. Here's the second question I got. Remember the first question? What in your life do you want to change? Here's the second question. What will it take right now to get you started? What will it take right now to get you started? Is it as simple as signing up for something? It could be. Is it you're just in a place in your life where you need somebody to pray with you? You need some accountability, somebody to just come around you and love on you. Man, that could be easy. We could do that. What's it going to take? Stand with me all over the house. What's it going to take to get you started right now? Can you do it on your own? Absolutely not. You can, but you won't go far with it. You're going to need the strength of God. You're going to need strength and the power of the Holy Spirit in your heart and in your life operating in you to help you to move forward in your life, to help to keep you from buying into the lies of the enemy that lie of comfort. Nothing wrong with being comfortable. I like a little AC, amen? Nothing wrong with that. But if that is your focus in life, you've bought into a lie. You're waiting for conditions to, to just simply line up, line upon line. Precept. Guess what? They're never going to do that. You're sitting back thinking, well, you know, I know I should make the decision, but eh, make the decision. And then fear. All of these lies we bought into in a culture, and all of these lies have produced... Some sort of laziness in us. So let me just pray with you. Father, thank you for moments like this. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house today, to hear from you, to serve and worship you, God. Thank you. Father, we love you. Lord, nobody looks at our lives and says, you know what, we're, we're just lazy. Nobody does that. We may look at portions in our life and say, Lord, I'm kind of lazy in this area. But God, at the end of the day, we don't want to be lazy. We want to be productive. We want to live a life of purpose. We want to fulfill the mission that you've called us to fulfill. We want to live and be a part of this rescue mission that you set in motion 2,000 years ago. Help us to be a part of that, Father. In Jesus' name.
Maybe you're in here today and you're struggling in a certain area of your life. Maybe you're in here and you just say, Pastor, man, I just need prayer. Would you just be willing to slip up a hand and say, pray for me, pray for me. I'm, I just, I see the hand, see the hand, hands, hands. Just pray for me, pray for me. I'm going through some stuff right now. Pray for me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray one for another. You saw the hands, you know every heart, you know every soul watching online and here in person. And so, Father, right now we lift one another up. We pray for one another, God. Lord, we encourage one another. Lord, be with us, equip us, strengthen us, and help us to move forward in our life to do what you've called us to do, Father, in Jesus' name. Maybe you're in here today and you say, Pastor, man, I... What does all of this look like? What does all of this mean? Like, what's my starting point of breaking free? Your starting point is to accept Christ into your heart. To accept Him into your heart and into your life. To to resign as the CEO of you. To give Him complete authority over your life. And if that's where you are right now, watching online in here, would you just be willing to say, Pastor, that's me. Slip that hand. Let me see you. Pastor, that's me. You're watching online. Pastor, that's me. If you're online and you mean business with God, guess what, guys? He means business with you. Won't you just let us know right there in that chat box? Just say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to go all in for Him. I want to live for Him. God's not done with you yet. Amen? Look at me. I love you guys. Come on, how many of you know preaching on lazy ain't easy? Amen? (laughs) Come on, give God a big hand clap of praise all over the house today.